The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics, where your family is ours. And by the Avery Animal Hospital. They're committed to providing the highest quality health care for your pet. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast, with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Hello, everybody, and welcome to MomCast, a show for moms by moms. I'm Michaela Hunt, alongside Mindy Dreher and Stacy McKay. So glad to have you here for what we're calling a special 4th of July edition of MomCast. Lots to cover today, including how to deal with pets during the holiday. You know, ladies, obviously there can be an issue with fireworks oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and scaring your furry kiddos. And so we're going to talk about that and how the kids actually can also get involved in some of that, too. So we'll discuss that today. We're also going to hear from a mom here in central Ohio who is asking us a question about when's the right time to let your teenager or teenagers go to a big fireworks celebration without the parents for the first time. She's kind of debating about this herself. And so she called the mom cast for advice. And on top of that, a giveaway this episode. How does a nice floral arrangement sound on your kitchen table? All of that and more coming up today. Everybody gets excited about Independence Day, the 4th of July, and one of the most popular things are fireworks. And unfortunately... (laughs) Our furry friends can really get wigged out. I mean, almost to the point of causing danger to themselves. And that can involve our kids, too. So we're talking with Dr. Kelsey Walker, a veterinarian at Avery Animal Hospital in Hilliard, where my fur baby goes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, And Dr. Kelsey... Uh, thank you for being here. Can I call you Kelsey? Is absolutely, that right? okay. absolutely. Thank all you right. for having me. We're friends now, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's get right to it. Fourth of July holiday weekend. There's just going to be fireworks all over the place. What do we need to remember when it comes to our pets? So, as far as our pets are concerned, and it can be all pets, but primarily dogs, we see a lot of the activity and the and the fear behaviors come out, but. Mostly we need to remember that dogs in general, most are very fearful of loud noises like thunder, but even particularly fireworks this weekend. And so for some of them, it makes them extremely fearful, extremely anxious. And some of them even maybe would need like calming treats or medications to help them get through this time of year. Um, Some of the signs that you may see in your dog that you may help notice them for being anxious or being scared would be like that big wide eye look where we call it the whale eye where you can see the whole whites of their eyes. That happened at my house last night. Did it? Yeah, Yeah. it did. Because we had fireworks going off in our neighborhood kind of out in the country. That's that's a good sign to recognize. The other thing would be if their ears are back, if they're shaking, if they're cowering or hiding in like closets or in bathtubs. And so sometimes taking them to like an interior room of the house can help because they can't hear things quite as much and they can't see the bright flashes of the fireworks. That's a really um, helpful tip for the weekend if, if it's too late to think about medications if you have a very <laughs> fearful dog. Well, it's such a fun time of the year, but it's such a sad time of the year for animals because this is the time of the year they end up lost because they run away scared when they hear those sounds. And to me, that's just terrible. I hate even thinking of that. Yeah, that is a very, a very big risk this time of year. If you have your pet outside during fireworks shows, if they get scared enough, they may run away. Whether they're on leash or off, they can always get loose of that leash. Um, same thing would go if they're at the park with you for the fireworks or at a party. Um, that would be a risk if they get scared enough that they could wander and then it's hard to find them. So you're saying just don't take them. That is your advice. Our advice definitely would be to leave your leave your dog at home. Going to the fireworks is probably the last thing that they would want to do. 
So leave them at home, have them in a nice interior room that's quieter, maybe give them a treat, something that they would like to do, and and just include the family members that are human in that that activity. (laughs) I've heard to put on music or a TV show or something for them to kind of drown out the sound. Does that help? Yeah, that's a great idea. So having a different sound going on that can kind of make those loud booms not quite as noticeable mm-hmm. can definitely be a great you idea. You could play the mom cast for the dog. Yeah. That was <laughs> soothing, yes. right? Comforting. So when this happened last night, and you know it happened a few days out from the 4th, I have two miniature dachshunds. They popped up out of their blanket, got that whale eye mm-hmm. going, right? And I thought about, well, should I be putting them in their beds, their cages? They like to burrow, right? And they like their cages. And I, there's usually a blanket that goes over. They like that. Is that something, is that a good thing to do with your dog if your dog is used to that during fireworks? Absolutely. So it, it's going to be different for every dog. But for a dog who likes their cage, who that's their safe place, that absolutely could be a perfect place for them. And part of that you'll have to do is is be aware of their body language. If they get even more panicked when they go into their cage and you're going to be home, it may be best for them to be with you. But if they see their cage and they love their blanket and they lay right down, that's obviously a great sign that that's the perfect place for them during that time. Hey, I have a question for you. So I have four dogs. Mm-hmm. I have you four have dogs. four dogs? Yes, two of them are German Shepherds. Yeah, they're mostly oh, wow. all rescues. Mm-hmm. But my one German Shepherd, when he hears thunder... And I have a door that I keep propped open so he can go in and out. All the dogs can go in and out when they want with a fenced-in backyard. My neighbors love me. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) But when there's a thunderstorm, he runs outside and barks at the thunder. I don't know if he's trying to protect us. He doesn't seem scared because he doesn't hide anywhere. He's like trying to attack the thunder. Why does he do that? I'm not sure exactly why why he does <laughs> that. I wish dog. I could ask him. your dog, Minnie. He knows to dog. fight. <laughs> Some dogs will, will respond to something fearful or, or interesting like that with that reactionary response. They're trying to be big and louder. If, you know, if it's scary to him, he's trying to show him, you know, that I'm, I'm big and, you know, don't come near me. So it could oh, be a I fair response, that. even though he's not shaking or cowering. He's oh, just yeah. being he's more. He's ready to attack yeah. thunder. By the way, as we're talking, I'm so curious about all of our dogs. Well, we should post pictures so everybody can see them because we love to see all of our fur babies. That's a good idea, Stacey. So I have one other question because now we're not only talking about 4th of July fireworks, but gatherings. And I have to say, I have a little Maltese, or I'm sorry, a little mini Shih Tzu. Um, His brother was a Maltese, but he's tiny. And he was a rescue and he was abused. So he has a hard time with crowds. And he's really little and he's adorable because everybody thinks he's a puppy, but he's meaner than a snake if you frighten him. Right. And so how do you make that kind of a buffer zone um, with people trying to go up and talk to them at parties and gatherings? And I try to put him away, but people will say, oh, but he's so cute. Let your dog out. And they feel like you're being mean to the dog when I try to say I'm trying to be kind to my dog because he gets a little bit wigged out. How do you deal with that at parties and all the gatherings? Right. That's a really great question. And I think what how you're approaching it is perfect. Um, the, the language that I encourage my my clients to use is, you know, my my pet fill in the blank with their name. My pet Moose really is terrified of large gatherings. And for him, he would much rather be inside on the couch, in a quiet room, doing something he enjoys. This is not his idea of a good time. And then let it go at that. Because there really are a lot of pets that hanging out at a party is not in their best interest. And it's not their idea of a good time, just like just like your dog. And so having 20 guests over in their space and reaching towards them is probably a nightmare for some, some pets. And mm-hmm. so... 
Well, and I think, too, with those gatherings, you have that three-year-old or that four-year-old, I happen to have one, uh, that wants to come and feed the dog a hot dog or something else like that that the dog should not be having. And maybe you don't see that as the owner happening because it's kind of getting fed at the side, right? So. So what are we looking for? What do we do to Absolutely. try to circumvent that? Yeah, that's another really great point. So at, at picnics and after holidays where there's a lot of guests and a lot of parties, um, we see a lot of dogs that come in with gastrointestinal issues or sometimes even really severe things like uh, gastrointestinal foreign body or pancreatitis, which are severe medical conditions that might need surgery or treatment in the hospital. And that happens often as a result of being fed something they shouldn't eat. And usually it's from people who don't mean any harm, but one little bite won't hurt. But one little bite from 40 people is actually (laughs) six hot dogs. And so for a dachshund who's 15 pounds, that can make them sick pretty quick. And a hot dog for a hot dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so oftentimes you can have the set rule of no feeding the dog. But most of the time, most pets really do better either if they're on a leash next to you or if they're not a fan of the friends that are over. Just have them inside doing an activity that they like, maybe giving them a treat filled toy in a quiet room and they're going to be much happier. Do people still do Kong with Abs- the peanut butter in it? Did oh, you guys ever yeah. do that with yours? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The best treat ever. I had to because Elsie, my other German Shepherd, would find peanut butter, un- unscrew the lid herself, and eat the whole jar of peanut butter. Did we just say, Yeah, did we just say that Minnie's dogs are a little wacky? Yeah. Little <laughs> that confirms it. <laughs> Look who they live with. <laughs> Dr. Kelsey Walker, thank you so much. This is great information, especially for this time of the year when there are a lot of events parties and gatherings because we don't want our dogs to be scared or any animal that we have. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now tell us how folks can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So we're, we are located on Cemetery Road in Hilliard, Ohio, and um, we have a great website at www.averyanimalhospital.com. And we have a lot of really great information on there. In particular, I draw attention to um, information about our puppy classes. We have a socialization puppy class for young puppies under four months of age that really lets them see the world and can hopefully help prevent some of these fear and people anxiety problems, which is important. Prevention is so much easier than trying to treat the problem once it exists. So the socialization for puppies um, is important. And then we also have one of our technicians is a licensed trainer. And so she does a lot of stuff with our clients coming out to their homes to help with some of these fears, um, whether it's phobias with people or noise phobias. Um, And so there's information um, for Gretchen Latham, our trainer, on our website with lots of information about those things as well as one of, a couple of our doctors do behavioral consultations. So if we have even more severe phobias, um, you can come in and sit down and talk to our doctors about how can we really target in, work with training, maybe even medications to help to help um, alleviate some of these phobias that can really create big problems for dogs. Well, moms love their kids, but honestly, they love their pets just mm-hmm. as much. They do. Yeah. You know what? I think I like my dogs more than my kids. They don't argue with me. <laughs> I can ask them to do something one time is all it takes. They're on it. I hear so that a lot. Thank you. That's, that's true. Great information. Thank today. you. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. You guys know by now I spend a lot of my time at the ball fields mostly softball or baseball because my kids are very active in travel ball. A lot may be an understatement. Oh my gosh, I'm there so much it's not even funny. I think I can umpire. But something happened to Stacy at a game, which I can't say all the games I've been to, Stacy. Never seen this happen. Why don't you explain what you went through? Okay, well, we have, if you are not from Columbus, if you are, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, we have a beautiful facility. Um, it is actually a farm club for the Cleveland Indians. Go Tribe. 
Um, that's where I grew up. Who's <laughs> actually doing very, very well <laughs> right yes, now, Yes, they too. are. And, uh, you know, I remember going to all those games with my dad. I just loved to go. But, you know, we don't have that here in Columbus, but we have the Columbus Clippers, and it is a gorgeous stadium. Voted top of the Huntington nation. Huntington Stadium yep. is beautiful. Yeah, They've done a wonderful really job, and we love to go. I mean, as soon as the season starts, we go. So, uh, in celebratory fashion, on the first game we went to, I went all out. I got tickets you know, right behind the pitcher's mound. We were like right in the club area. So it was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. Uh, My daughter and my husband, they always take their gloves. You know, I told my daughter she's got to take her glove. You never know. But we were, I actually made a mistake because we were under the netting. So there's no way she could have gotten (laughs) a foul ball at that point. You know, we're under the nets. But my daughter, you know, she just had hope alive. She kept saying, but if it goes all the way up in the nets and then it falls over, it could bounce back this way. But there's always so, hope. There's always hope. So we're watching no no balls right. come our way. But what rarely happens if you're in that area, I've noticed, is when they throw out promotional items like T-shirts and stuff, yeah. a lot of times they don't come into that area. Mm-hmm. True. And there were a few empty areas around us where we were sitting. So... They came into our area. One of the young gals came over there and she had these little, they were just play balls. They looked like baseballs, but they were soft and squishy. They There was really not a lot to it, but she was throwing them out. Okay. And she actually pointed our direction and she threw it. And I, I mean, it was very casual. And I stood up and Mindy, I'm sorry, I'm not athletic like you, <laughs> but I mean, it was a soft lob too. And I stood up. And it hit me right in the palm of the hand. It was a moment, it, right? And I dropped you it. You dropped it. Aww. I dropped it. So I leaned over, you know, and you hear everybody go, oh, you know, and a few, it wasn't anything major. I leaned over to pick it up. And out of nowhere, I'm not kidding, this guy came tearing <laughs> down and I didn't see him, but I leaned down. There was no one in my row. And I leaned down and I could feel the like the wind, the breeze from his hand as he swiped it out Come from on. under me. Over, over a plush baseball. He was probably about 40. And then he took off and I kind of watched him run. He ran like 30 rows back up to wherever he was sitting. Did your daughter and see this started whole thing jumping. your yeah, husband? She did. And my husband, I have to tell you. <laughs> my husband got a little angry. Yeah, I would and hope so. And he said, oh, way to go, dude. You just took a ball from a girl, which then made me angry. Because I'm like, hey, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I can defend myself. But then I'm like, sweetheart, it's okay. And, you know, everybody saw it happen. And I didn't realize that they had all seen it. And we sat down and I said, Liv's like, well, that wasn't very nice. And here's my take. Did he I ever give it go, back? No. He no, just took off. All. Gone. He took off. He was jumping up and down. Oh, my. And uh, you're so, jumping up and down over like a plush ball. I, right. I'm wondering if this guy had some beverages. He that's, had to have. And, and, and really. that's what I'm saying. I said to my husband, Jeff, honey, he has he's drunk. And he's like, well, that's not, it's not polite. And I'm like, well, okay. He said, he should have let you have it because you're a lady. So I said, you know what? I grew up in Cleveland. And I used to go to the games with my dad, and I remember taking my mitt, and I remember seeing people in Cleveland almost knock each other out over a, a real know, foul baseball. Ball. Yeah. So, and my dad would say, "Sweetheart, whoever gets the ball, gets the ball. You got to be quick, and you got to be on target. But if you don't get it, you'll get the next one." So, I was trying to tell her that, but and he, he said I was telling her the wrong thing, and I was saying, "Sweetheart, no one's going to let you have the ball." Because you're a girl, 
They're not going to let you have things in life. I guess they took it like as I was trying was, to make it a life it lesson. Heavy life lesson. Yeah. So, and he's like, we're arguing. And he's like, no, no, she should have gotten the ball. And I'm like, no, I want her to know whoever gets the ball gets the ball. But did he, she end up getting a ball? Here's the thing, though. So as I'm telling her all of that, I'm like, no, sweetheart, people are going to give you things. You have to get them on your own. And I'm like trying to give her this big lesson. Well, then an usher walks over and he says, excuse me, we all saw what happened and we thought it was terrible. And he gave Olivia a game ball. Well, there you go. That's it. He gave her a game ball. Because it was rude. I mean, well, it, was I, I mean rude. it was rude. And then, like, everybody was cheering. And I'm like, I didn't realize I didn't realize everybody was watching that. Oh, and, and, and you and, can use it as a life lesson, but there's another life lesson. And that's a random act of kindness trumps everything. Right. True. And so there were two. I said to her, you know, that's the kind of guy you maybe wanted to avoid. <laughs> But I just feel That's like a good tip. I don't want her to think someone should just hand you the ball. I, do you right. understand what I, I mean? That. I have get that, that kind of yes, because I think in sports in general, there's all kinds of life lessons: not giving up, right. compete, everything. But you can't ignore when someone wants to just be kind because right. I love that. To me, that's the best part of the oh, story. Oh, and that was sweet. Yeah. And then she got on the you know jumbotron, there holding go. the ball up. It was really, really nice. And then did she flip off the guy who she took did. the... No. <laughs> just of course kidding. not. I hope that not. That would have been funny. <laughs> Take this 40-year-old but he ball took stealer. A lot. It's funny. He took a lot of grief. Well, he hey, did. Greg, I'm going to ask you this question, actually, because if you... Was it you? <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being a guy and hearing this story, what do you think of another guy doing that to a lady? Because, I mean, I, I do think it's rude in general that it happens. I do agree with that. But I, I it's not the gentlemanly thing to do. To me, I think it's more of a kid thing as opposed to a gender thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I wouldn't do it because of, of the kid. Uh, I mean, right. I wouldn't do it because of a woman No, anyway. I get what you're saying. But... So, you're right. That's every man from the cells. But you got to, there's still some like fan uh, uh, unspoken rules that you have to live by at baseball games. Right. I, I guy, kind of he was a survival jerk who broke the, the rules. And all of that. Okay. Yeah. Another subject, I guess along the same lines, when I was working part time <laughs> for a local TV station mm-hmm. and I was doing sports this evening, I was assigned to go cover Clippers game. And you talked, Stacey, about the net mm-hmm. so you can't get fly balls back at you. No joke. A batter was up, hit the ball, the bat cracked in half, and half of the bat flew through <gasps> the net. Now, do you know the exact location that that bat had to hit that net to fly through? Oh, my god! And a man caught it. Are you kidding? And I saw this whole thing happen. To me, be, as a journalist, I'm like, good. that's my story. Well, yeah. So I go race down there to find the man. Because it's like was, a one in a million chance Oh, my gosh, one in right? a million. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know what? I've never caught anything in my life. <laughs> And I caught a bat and at the Clippers game. And he could never do it again, no, probably. No, and I will never forget that, though. I mean, did how he give in it to the you? heck? Yeah, I was going to no. say, <laughs> did anybody no. run down and try to take it from him? They, wow. they did. The, the, actually, the staff did. They had to have their bat back, but then they gave oh, him they like did? a replica. Oh, yeah. okay. But how about that, going through the net? So just be careful wherever you go to That's a baseball true. game. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen to you. With the Independence Holiday Weekend, you have kids who are out there with fireworks. And we want them to be supervised, obviously. We want them to be safe. Sometimes some things happen, though. And when things happen at my house, we call the after-hours line at our pediatricians. Mm -hmm. And that's our first call, usually, that we make when it's something more Mm -hmm. minor, right? Boy, I mean, they are the person you trust with your children's health. So that's the first call you always make. And Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents do an outstanding job. And they are accepting new clients right now and new patients. So if you are interested in looking for a doctor, all you have to do is call 
614-899-0000. Doesn't get any easier than that for a phone number. Again, 614-899-0000 or visit their website at midohiopediatrics.com. If there are moms out there following us on Facebook and Twitter, because MomCast is everywhere these days, or, of course, listening to our podcast on a regular basis, we always appreciate hearing from you. Perhaps you have an issue or something that you're going through with your own children, and you want to call us, or we want to reach out to you, let us know, send us a message, and we'll get a hold of you one way or another. And we do have a caller right now on the line. Kat Stathoulis from Westerville, Ohio, has a concern about her teenage kids. Hi, Kat. Hi, Mindy. How are you? Great. What's your concern? Well, I know you have some kids about the same age as mine, and I have a 14-year-old daughter getting ready to head into high school, which is scary in itself. But um, a lot of uh, acquaintances of hers have showing up on Snapchat and other social media about going to Red, White, and Zoom here in Columbus by themselves. This is a group of friends. And she kind of said, you know, hey, mom, what do you think about that? And I was a little hesitant because in the back of my head, I was like, uh, no way. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of was curious to see you know, what other people thought. How old, um, how old should your kid be when you let him go to like a community festival, something like Red, White, and Boom? Maybe 35 years old. What do you girls think? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if she's supervised. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and Kat, we've been down to Red, White, and Boom, and... I I have a 14 and 13 year old. I would not let them go alone without well, me. To and be honest. for those that are not familiar with Red, White, and Boom, right. if you're not from the Columbus area, you're they're talking about a half million people. Yeah, it's, right. It's it's a big downtown, crowd. it's huge. huge, and there are some concerns every once in a while. It you know it gets a little uh, celebratory. Let's mm-hmm. just say that it's, it's not awful, but there are some concerns. So, just as a perspective for other people, you know that's a pretty big community celebration to send yeah. a 14 year old. To, you know, Kat, how would you feel if it was a smaller venue? You know, I know some of these suburbs right. have, you know, 30,000 people going to their fireworks. Um, how would you feel about that if she wanted to go do that? You know, like uh, I live I live in a suburb of Columbus in, in Westerville, and I'm I'm kind of not even thinking that I would be really comfortable letting a 14 year old go to just the local fireworks here. Um, hmm. I, I just the 14 seems so young to me to be to let them go out and kind of experience the world without some adult supervision. Maybe a drone. Could you, could you <laughs> just have could, a drone? Yeah, just follow them because that sounds like something I would do. I'm sure some other parents <laughs> yes. would go in with you on that yeah. too, Kat. No, honestly, that. <laughs> that does seem a, a little young. I, I a kind little of, young. It's yeah. such a... 16 and you, you, you know, you're already getting, right? they get that driver's license, sure. they have that car, and you give them that responsibility to pull out of your driveway. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are the times when we start thinking, okay, they can take on a little more responsibility and be able to attend. <sighs> but Michaela, still so scary. I, still so scary. Yeah, for I me. agree. I think Mindy and I are the same about it's that sort just, of thing. But Michaela, you're less of a. You're more hands offish. Sometimes you try to let them be a little more independent. Now your boys are still little. They are so little. Yes. So can you speak to the other side of this? Or well, the thing that I was thinking about, Kat, and we're probably closest to the same age as my guess is I remember the big fight in 
junior high of having to go to the mall and getting dropped off at the Uh, mall, right? mm -hmm, I heard you, right? (laughs) So, And I really had a problem because I thought I was responsible enough to do it. And nowadays, I think with cell phones, that makes us a little bit different. Again, I'm not speaking to this with a ton of knowledge because I have a three and a six-year-old. But when I think about it in my head, not that I would embrace that happening, but I wonder if I could give my daughter or son a little bit of, you know, cord with Mm -hmm. a cell phone. But I think, you know, something like a community festival or your area fireworks where, behaviors aren't necessarily um, what you want them to one, see. Yeah. One right. that you don't, you would not promote at your house or with your, with uh, family friends. And it's not the, the fact world, that we don't trust our kids. Yeah, it's not no, that it's, it's, it's everybody else the around world is our a, kids. The world, I don't want to go too far with that, but we all know there are things out there. The world is a little different yes. these days right. than it mm-hmm. was. So why the not keep 70s. them in a bubble? Because yeah. if I could keep yeah. my kids in a bubble, I, I know. would. And I we really can't would. do yeah. that, though. We I can't know, do but it. I would. I but... really would. <laughs> I'm with you. I would do I, I, As much as I would <laughs> like to keep them in a bubble, I do like to have them exposed to things sure. in life. Yeah. So for me, it would be not that I would want to go to Red, White, and Boom because it's so busy and crazy. But if my kid really wanted to do it, mm-hmm. I would jump in and say, all right, let's do it. There you um, go. I think and... you answered your own question, Kat. <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> but we're so glad you got a hold of the yeah, Mobcast. Because it was a great subject. That's a good question. Well, good. Okay. Right, well, thanks for helping me think it out. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you yeah. for listening to the Mobcast. Always. So, of course, got asked the question on Facebook and Twitter. What is the right age to allow your children to go to a community festival? We have the question up. We want to hear from you. See what you have to say about it. Good afternoon, Molly Flowers. Well, hi, we are looking for Molly. Is she around? This is her. Molly, this is the MomCast calling. We understand you wanted to give something away to a mom out there. Yes, you know, I really enjoy your show. Well, Molly, thanks. It's Michaela, and we love a good giveaway, so tell us what you got. All right. Well, hi, Michaela. Hi. Well, because being a mom is one of the most important jobs and is one of the most underappreciated jobs. Amen. I tell you. So we would like to give away a $50 gift certificate from our flower shop for someone's mom. Oh, that's really nice. We appreciate you doing that. Um, why? Why do this? Well, like I said, we first of all, I really enjoy your show. I think it will reach a lot of moms and every kind of banter that moms can hear back and forth, back and forth. It helps with the decisions we all have to make. And And really, being a mom, if you choose to be a mom, I really believe it is one of the most, if not the most, important and underappreciated jobs. And your shop has fresh flowers and plants and gift items, too, so they've got an assortment to choose from. Yes, that is right, yes. Molly, I will say... outdoor blooming, indoor blooming, and that's right, plants and fresh flowers. Molly, I will say this. There is nothing like having fresh flowers on your kitchen table or in the windowsill over your kitchen sink. When I can grab them, I do. It just puts something really nice in your day. So I think it's really great that you're doing this. Well, all right. Everybody likes to receive a flower and they are a conversation piece and we bring the outdoors in. Oh, Molly, thank you very much again. That's Molly's Flowers in Sunbury, Ohio. Well, great job, ladies. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Molly. Molly. Thank you. So here's how you can win, everybody or every mom listening. Um, Since it's Independence Day weekend, 4th of July, we thought it would be fun if you would post a picture of your 
children or pet or anything in red, white, and blue. Can I post my Pinterest pictures of red, white, and blue recipes, or do we need to keep it to people? I don't think you can win. <laughs> I can't win. No, no I can't. The listeners I'm just going to get win. out there. I'll give you a bouquet. Okay, okay Michaela? Okay. So post your pictures on hey. our MomCast <laughs> Facebook page. She's like, wait, where am I in all of this? <laughs> and we will randomly pick a winner out of those adorable pictures. So oh, keep the pictures coming, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, again, find us on Facebook, MomCast, and you can post your pictures. We'd love to see you. So we are halfway through the summer, ladies. I hate to put it that way, but that's how it is, right? Mm -hmm. And we're hoping you're going to have a great 4th of July weekend. Coming up on our next show next week, we're going to talk about swim safety because we know a lot of you are spending many hours at the pool on a regular basis. We don't want to hear the sad stories. No. So we want to do what we can to prevent that. Correct. So we have um, one of our friends coming in from a local swim school, and we will talk to him. The best safety tips you can get as a mom at the pool, that's coming up next week. So we will hear you then, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the MomCast. Please spread the word. We want to reach as many moms as possible. So until next week, everyone, have a great 4th of July.